0: In sickness and in health, we hear that almost every time someone gets married. Married people keep that pledge not necessarily because it seems legally binding, but because of love. They adhere to the legal document of marriage, not so much because of the legalese, but because love holds them in an emotion so pure that nothing else can break that bond. We keep the law because we love, and in that symbiotic relationship, the law keeps us in love.
1: Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U.
0: Love and the law. Welcome to my guest today. I want each of you to please introduce yourselves and tell me what comes to mind when you hear the word law.
2: Okay, well, my name is Jenny. Um, and what I think of when I hear the word law is the Ten Commandments. Okay. Um, you know, don't steal, don't murder, don't lie. I also think, you know, speed limit 25.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, thank
0: <laughs> yeah. you. Thank you, Jenny. Welcome. Uh, hello,
3: my name is Julius Vines. Um, what comes to mind when I hear the word law, was a couple of things. But for one, it's the, it's the whole Bible because it, it's, it tells us what to do and what happens when we don't follow what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So that's one aspect of it. And then another term, or another aspect of it is, I guess um, my parents' rules (laughs) under the household. (laughs) Because if I I don't do a day, tell me to do it and things happen too. But also it's kind of like an agreement with God. And like, Mm -hmm. if you, because, because I love God, I'm going to do what he says. Awesome. And it's, I'm not doing it to, I guess, get to heaven because that's what salvation was for. So.
0: Awesome. We're going to come into that. We're going to come more into that. I like that. Thank you, Julius.
1: Oh, okay. uh, My name is Tanya. And the first thing that comes to mind when I think of law is consequences, restrictions, and how, um, you know, guidelines or... staying grounded i feel like we need laws to help us to stay grounded and not go crazy or anything and to be obedient to god so that's what comes to mind well thank you for that tanya
0: (laughs) if you can read this morning this scripture today and offer prayer for us we'd appreciate it
1: okay james 2 james 2 verse 13 okay And it says, uh, there will be no mercy for those who have shown no mercy, but those who have shown mercy will rejoice triumphantly and stand in the judgment without fear. Hmm. Let's pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: And what language was that? That was Swahili. Sounded beautiful. Thank you so much for that. So we just did a whole bunch talking about, um, and you just started talking about what comes to the mind when you think of the word law. What comes to mind, and how would you maybe describe the apparent conflict between love and law? What I was hearing a little bit from law is restrictions, rules, consequences, um, what to follow, and so forth. What do you see as a possible conflict or between love and law?
2: Well, the conflict I see between love and law is that, you know, the law is strict and it's restricting, mm-hmm. and love is forgiving. Mm-hmm. Law doesn't really seem to leave room for that kind of forgivingness. So that's, that's the major conflict I see with it initially, before mm-hmm. you really dive deep into it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's what it. It's what appears on the surface.
2: Yes. Okay. Anyone else? Thanks.
3: Yeah. Oh, I guess a piggyback over what you said, Jenny. Uh, I don't feel like. Um, well, I feel like the law was given out of love. Okay. Because God knew what was on this earth and what was about and what what has happened to us and what is going to happen to us. So it's like He put the, He put I guess the restrictions or whatever on us to to keep us out of the troubles mm-hmm. that are coming our way. Because mm-hmm. a lot of things are about to happen. Whether we know it or not.
0: Hopefully we'll be ready, right? Yeah, we all ready.
3: That's why we got these Bibles right in front of us.
0: If we could turn, Matthew 23, 23 says something um, that I think is probably a little bit interesting. It says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe and mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. What else does law include based on this what else does law include it says a few Uh, things here justice
3: mercy Mercy.
0: faith Mm -hmm. it includes a couple of other things right Mm -hmm. and so do you see any connection between some of those things and love
1: mercy and faith i'll see that with love but with Mm -hmm. justice it seems more um more towards like consequences. It mm-hmm. seems more like strict and, you know, love or grace doesn't come out of that. So that's pretty interesting. Okay. How uh, it mentions, uh, mercy and faith along with, um, the law or judgment. So I'm still trying to, <laughs> You're
0: trying to get that. that. Yeah. Trying to get between the two. Right. Yeah. Because it, it, it appears sometimes that law is punitive is harsh. But I think you said it's, um, or Julius, I think you said that the law was birthed out of love. Right. That it was given, and you had said something earlier as well, Tanya, about given so that we just don't go in any kind of direction, but that if we follow the path and direction of Christ, it will lead us to probably to the desires of our heart. It will lead to the things that will really give us the peace and the joy. So I appreciate that. Thank you. What is the appropriate relationship between obedience and love
2: well I think that obedience kind of stems from love okay so if you love God you'll automatically follow his laws you know you won't lie and you won't steal and because you love God and you do those things just because you love him you're mm-hmm. automatically obeying him and his commandments mm-hmm. Um, I think his commandments were only really made because people were breaking his law in the first place. It's mm-hmm. the only real reason you need to make rules, because mm-hmm. people are breaking them. But if you, I think if you truly love God and you're reflecting his character, mm. then you will just automatically obey.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
0: If you love somebody, you're not going to want to mm-hmm. really, at the true essence of it, you're not going to want to do any harm. and You're going to kind of want to make them happy, Right. right. like in a marriage right. relationship or... <laughs> Yeah. it's like, like mm-hmm.
3: if you it's like yeah it's like if you're in a relationship with somebody you're going to some things you not you aren't going to necessarily want to do for a person but you are going to do it because you love them
1: mm-hmm. and that's
3: kind of how obedience and love interlocks with each other
1: Mm-hmm. And I wanted to add, and it's not yeah. something that's forced. Right. So mm-hmm. when we obey God, we're doing it because we have this love and appreciation. Mm-hmm. Just like a relationship. Mm-hmm. You love that person, you appreciate who they are. Yeah. It's not something that's like forced, like, oh, you have to obey this person. It's you're given the choice, like freedom of choice. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and in, yeah. the, and in the obedience, it feels kind of good. Right. Yeah. Because obedience yeah. is not a negative thing nope. within yeah. itself. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it seems like it. I know growing yeah. up as a child obey, (laughs) obey, obey, that's kind of drilled in. You're like, I don't want to. I want to to stay up late and eat cookies all night. But then the consequences for that is a stomach ache, you're terrible at school, you're tired the next day, all these things come with that. So obedience in itself is actually protected and actually Mm -hmm. born out of love, that there's something there between being able to be obedient and to love. Um, It comes together. you, te- you said earlier that when you think of the word law, you think of the Ten Commandments. Correct, Jenny? Yes. And it's funny because Matt, it, I think what, in John 14, it talks about, if you love me, keep my commandments. I think that's what it says. John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my... That's exactly what it says. If you love me, keep <laughs> my commandments. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying what at that point? If you love me, what?
2: You will keep my commandments. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: exactly. You you do you yeah. you'll obey. You'll yeah. do what exactly. I say.
2: Exactly. Follow mm-hmm. the.
0: Can we trust him? Yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Ultimately, he wants what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. his commandments would just be there to protect us. He wouldn't um, have any commandments there or any rules there that would ultimately harm us. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: And I think when you're obeying, it's kind of like you're trusting, you're, mm. you're taking that risk to say, okay, I'm going to obey and I know you want the best for me, so I trust you mm-hmm. to uh, take care of me and just reward me with, you know, by following the laws or rules. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um,
0: let's take a look back into James, into James two, twelve 12 and 13. What do these verses teach about judgment? It says in 13, for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are, what are they what is it t- what is James through the Holy Spirit teaching us about judgment?
3: I mean, I, I believe it's like if you if you don't show people mercy, then God won't really show you mercy. Mm-hmm. If you if you do show people mercy, then God will show you mercy. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's like you reap what you sow, basically. Mm. So you can go either way with it.
2: <laughs> it also reminds me of you know the golden rule: do unto others how you would want them to do to you. So if you would want to be treated with mercy, show others mercy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Do we have any ability? I mean, even in the grand scheme of things, what ability do we have to? Judge or to be merciless. I mean do we have yeah. any ability to do that w- at all ever?
3: I mean from a, from a human aspect, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but
0: <laughs> In the human sense of it, right? But when you
3: when your relationship with God is just like pure and that one, then no because no, it's I can't even think about it right now <laughs> it makes, <laughs>
0: Go ahead, Tony. Oh no. Okay. Oh, because, I mean we're shown mercy every day. Exactly. Aren't we?
3: Well, yes, yeah. every day.
0: <laughs> I mean, some days I I feel like I woke up perfect. <laughs> but then I step out of bed, yeah. <laughs> And I realize that all of that gets put out gets put aside yeah. when I start off sometimes and we just start off and it's just not always right and it right. goes in all kinds of directions and even with our well intentions, with devotional and mm-hmm. we've listened to the music. We've done everything that has been planted before us and we get into our cars or get on the train and yep. it just or the bus and it goes a whole nother direction. Right. And then sometimes we take a step and we're like, this was not what I planned. This is not what I meant. Mm-hmm. God, Lord, help me to change this and forgive me for my actions. Right. Isn't, that sometimes, isn't that how sometimes we may be able to treat and interact with others? What do you think? I mean, what do you think about that?
3: When you say interact with others, what exactly do you
0: mean? Like being merciful, showing mercy oh. to somebody else. If somebody has a bad day, and maybe oh, yeah. goes off. But sometimes our human oh. nature, we want to, a lot of people, a lot of us sometimes have a problem even with forgiveness or oh, yeah. to allow yeah. things to to let it go. They've said, I'm sorry, and we're angry about it and still rehashing the story right. two or three years later yeah. and still
1: holding on. Uh, right. Or if they keep doing that same, like, mm, hurtful thing to you, and you're like, mm, do I keep forgiving this person? Do I keep showing mercy? Like, this is tough. And then you think, but God puts up with us. and I mean, not puts up with us, like, we're just, (laughs) you know, whatever. But, you know, God is able to forgive us and just give us that grace and mercy, and it's like, it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough. But I hear what you're saying. Like, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be people who just test you, and you act out of character, and you're like, this is not me. I left the house praying God, help me to be a better person. And, you know, so it's, you know, a daily renewal, you know, mm-hmm. I feel, you know, every day you uh, just work on it and a lot of prayers, mm-hmm. um, so.
3: Go ahead, Julia. Okay, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, I guess dealing with other, with, with, I guess humans dealing with humans, you have to, you have to forgive people regardless of what happens because that's only what God does with us. You, we do the same things over and over. And God still forgives us, but with humans, it's, it's just like you you forget you forgive, but you you can't you can never forget, mm-hmm. or else that you you're just gonna let that person keep doing what they're doing to you, hmm. and it's gonna hurt you. Cause it's gonna keep hurting you, and then you might even stop trusting God because you're allowing this thing to keep happening to you. So, I mean, for if, if a if a person um, keeps doing something to you that you don't necessarily want to forgive. You have to forgive, but you you can't forget. Just for your just for your own well-being and for that other person's well-being too.
0: So, do we treat that person differently?
3: Nah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, nah, it's, <laughs> you you your your, your <laughs> relation. I mean, <laughs> you don't necessarily. You, know, you don't. You don't treat them differently because you you don't, if, that, if that if you were that person, you wouldn't want them to treat you differently. It's just you gotta mm-hmm. know. You just gotta know like how to communicate with that person now like you can't you just know you can't trust them as much as you did before but y'all, but you're still like you're still friends with that person if that person was your friend or whom you considered your friend mm-hmm. if it's like a an associate or somebody like that I mean still still work on that relationship but just know the boundaries that can't be crossed within that relationship anymore
0: and so do we at any point ever address it
3: yeah you always address it yeah that's that's building on that's building the relationship and fixing things that's part of the forgiveness and that's part of the the boundaries that's part of the setting the boundaries you have to address things in order to stay stay in contact with each other and that's the same thing with god like that's that's how my relationship with god goes like i i take god i take things to god and i and i like address them with him and like we like communicate with each other, mm-hmm. and I mean that's me I feel like me and God's relationship is different from a lot of other people's relationship with God,' because mm-hmm. I feel like God's like my my, my boy, like my friend
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> well he God. calls us friends yeah exactly you're, you're yeah, yeah. friends of him, absolutely, yeah. and so we sometimes we have issues or things, and we could take it to him, yeah, and he'll address us back, and so there's a dialogue, Exactly. but he never treats us differently. Right. He still shows mercy. Exactly. And I think I like that. That's a way of helping us to deal with others as well, that we can have a discussion. And so just showing mercy doesn't mean per se that we allow to, we're just saying, okay, I know that you're going to hit me and I'm not going to ever say that I don't like being hit. Yeah. I'm going to tell you I don't, I don't want you to hit me. I'm going to tell you that it hurts and that it feels badly and I want us to continue to go forward. Right. Please stop trying to hit me. Yeah. But if they hit you again... Do you address mm. it again? Yes, you oh, yeah. keep addressing it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, every tough, time yeah, you have to address tough. it. It's it's tough when we <laughs> look at how tough. he ad- how he deals with us and how we should right. deal with others. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same thing. We kind of hit him every day, over oh, and yeah. over again, over and over again, and he says, I have the mercy for you.
1: And yeah. he just takes us back without no hesitation. And no it's like, hesitation. It's tough. Yeah, human nature. It's, you yeah. know. <laughs>
0: killing the self as Paul would like (laughs) as Paul loves to say we have to die to self we have to take a chokehold against ourselves and what our flesh would desire to do and put on that likeness of Christ it's not always easy but we we work on it daily
1: Amen yes
0: how do good works reveal the reality of our faith James talks about faith without works is dead Um, in Uh, in chapter 2 he talks about that so how do the good works reveal the reality of our faith. Uh.
2: Well, mm-hmm. um, as people may or may not know, you know our church believes in righteousness by faith, as opposed to works alone, because mm-hmm. you know you can be doing good works, but for a selfish cause, and God would see that. Mm-hmm. But you can't just have righteousness by faith alone, too, because if you believe in God and you're you you have faith in him and you're trusting trusting in him then you will follow his will and do what he wants you to do Mm -hmm. and you're you'll reflect him as your relationship grows with him and (laughs) and as you do that your works will well what you do what you think what you say what you do will be more like what God would want you to be like Mm -hmm. which would be good
0: it's born, it's, it's, what we do is born out of our faith.
2: Yeah, mm. precisely. Oh, yeah.
0: A, a story that comes to mind oftentimes, and we've heard this story so much, um, is uh, the parting of the sea. That when the Israelites were standing at the foot there with the waters in front of them, the faith to know that if they would step forward that God would make a way. And sometimes I kind of see that within this faith without works, that the truth of the matter is is that it is by the faith alone that God will redeem us, that God will assist us, that God will forgive us, that God will do all of these things that he says. But we step forward. So there's kind of a movement there, even in that, that we're stepping forward, going towards him, knowing that he's going to part the seas or make it happen or whatever he's going to do, all the greatness and all the different aspects of how faith can be played out, that he's still going to take care of it. Anything comes to mind for you all that kind of demonstrates um, the whole relationship with the works revealing our faith?
1: Could it be something from our lives? Of course, of course. Okay, okay. Um, I could think of... When I applied for um, my master's, Mm -hmm. um, the way it just happened for me, I decided I'm going to step out in faith, but I'm going to let God lead. And as soon as I did that, everything just kind of fell into place, and I knew that was God working it out. So I would say something Mm -hmm. similar to Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. type of situation. Mm -hmm. And I knew I can't just sit there praying and say, okay, God, do this, do that. Let me just step out in faith and see if God is, you know, okay with that. And that's his will. So I saw that as a way of...
0: So you just didn't expect that grad school was just going to come and necessarily knock on your door. Right. You had to
1: apply. Exactly. I applied and I said, okay, God, let's faith, try I'm this. trusting
0: that you're, going to, you're right. going to give this to me. Exactly. And that you're going to open up the doors for me to be able exactly. to walk through it. Because through that, I'm going to be able to do, open up bigger doors to do more to serve you and more to give to you and more right. to, just, to just go forward while we're here on earth. I like that. Sure. Practical. Practical. <laughs> How does being dependent upon Christ change our focus from ourselves to others?
3: Um, I feel like if we well, to answer the question, mm-hmm. um when we deal with other when we deal with others, it will right. I guess it will solely be like you just you just want to help others. You don't necessarily I mean, help yourself too, but <laughs> think of others more so as well, because that's that's what God does with us. Like mm-hmm. He does, He He puts He puts us before Himself, and so it's like when you, when your relationship with God is is um I forgot the the word I forgot the exact wording that you you use, but basically when you when you're dealing with others, just put them put them before you. Okay. Like humble like humble yourself, and mm-hmm. like, you you'll be exalted
0: mm-hmm. in a
3: sense. Mhm.
0: James one seventeen, it kind of pulls that out a little bit to me. It talks about every good and perfect gift is from above. It comes from above. With that, it's kind of saying to me in a sense that my dependency on Christ um, helps me to realize that everything is coming from him. Everything that I'm able to do can come from him. Right. And so I don't have to necessarily be so concerned about me because I know that he's going to take care of it. I know that he's going to have it. And so in that, I can spend time giving to others. I can spend time loving others. I can spend time doing all of these things because I know that at the end of it, he is going to take care of me.
2: Yeah. Anything else comes to mind? Well, that's precisely what I was thinking. <laughs> um, but another thing that I thought about with a uh, dependency on Christ mm-hmm. and how that can let us focus on other people instead of ourselves is that uh, God is love. And if we want to be like him, then we will be loving and loving is selfless. Hmm. So we'll focus on other people. In addition to um, knowing that God will provide us with anything that we need, mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about ourselves anymore. And we can focus on everyone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I like that. And because that's at the
0: essence of it, God is love. Mm-hmm. God is, that's, that's just the what whole, the whole Bible, the whole, everything is about. The sacrifice, all of that is about God being love. So, in practical terms, how can we learn to express love for those whom we deem undeserving
1: or who don't love us back? What do we do? maybe sometimes it works sorry <laughs> you know we deal with all kinds of different personalities you know in the work area so i feel that's a good example of mm-hmm. you know trying to work on ourselves and be more humble and loving and you know unselfish so how i think um, you you
0: speak to this person if- <laughs> every day you speak to them every day every morning they never speak back to you they sometimes seem that they maybe want to sabotage you, or oh, you know, yeah. say you're in school and it's a professor and it's just nothing that you do is ever right, nothing that they don't want to assist you and so forth. We're angry, we're upset. What do we do? How uh, how do we practically deal with that? That's a tough one. I feel like you can you, can,
3: you can write them a letter, like, <laughs> tell them, write them a letter expressing exactly how you feel. Maybe mm. then they'll they'll read it because they might they might not just want to talk. They, they might be a person that just doesn't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So if you write the letter and they read the words that you're expressing, they might say, "Okay, let me actually read what this person is saying," because maybe then I'll see their viewpoint on things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So maybe it's not what we're seeing in them, or it may be something with them themselves. Right. But do we? What, do we ever stop trying? If the what? Well, How do we continue? Because sometimes it doesn't feel good, right? Right. I mean, we have feelings as well. Our feelings may get hurt. Right. Sometimes we say, I'm not going to speak to them ever again. I'm not (laughs) going to be bothered ever again. They're so mean. And, you know, I just don't even understand how they got this position, why they're here. What do we do? Like, because that happens. You know, I'm sure at some point we've experienced that with somebody that just, it just seems like they're just in another space in time. It's not matched up to what we deem to be a loving or Christ-like type of
1: personality. What do we do? Just keep showing kindness, but I know it's mm-hmm. uh, it's hard. Maybe bring them, offer to take them out for lunch and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, would you like to go out for lunch sometime? Mm-hmm. And maybe that would surprise them and show, oh, okay, <laughs> maybe uh, this could work, but if not, I don't know. There could be other options, other options? but it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard.
0: Jenny, what do you, what, what's a practical way that you would express love to someone who doesn't seem to be worthy or doesn't seem to love us back?
2: It can definitely, definitely be rough sometimes, Mm -hmm. I know. But I think what it comes down to is, at least for me personally, I have to remember that God loves them. God, like, truly loves them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what's causing them to, you know, react, whatever way they're reacting. But I think it's just best to pray about it and try and be as kind and Christ-like as possible towards them.
0: And keeping the remembrance into our, I guess, into our minds as well that we're not really deserving as well all the time of the love of Mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. That we do things and we act. Just like I said, every day we kind of, you know, hitting him or punching him sometimes every day. And it would seem that we're undeserving but he All still right. loves us, and he still accepts us back. And so just like, you, I love that point that you said, Jenny, that God loves them. God loves each of us, and none of us are necessarily more of a favorite to them one to the other so keeping that in mind is very key if you would like to contact us please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org that's you.org. remember the goal of Bible study is information and transformation it's for the head and for the heart from Sabbath School U I'm Janelle Phillips.